Amen. Several years back, there was a beautiful 17-year-old girl, very athletic, family athletic. They love to do a lot of different things. And all that changed in an instant. How many know that things can change in an instant? And we, sometimes we wonder what is going on. So for this 17-year-old girl named Johnny Tata, you might have heard some of her story. This has been some time ago, but I just recently read about this, and it touched my heart. And I wanted to share it with you guys because everybody's got a story. Everybody has something. And it's how we come out of that story that really shows how God works in us and through us. So this young 17-year-old girl is graduating high school. She's got options for college. She's, she's moving on with her life. She's excited about what's going on. And one day her sister says, hey, let's go out on the water a little bit. Something they did a hundred times, always did that. She's real athletic. They had a little boat out a little ways, and she just jumped in, never touched the bottom, anything, just swam on out to the boat. Her and her sister's there talking. And she decides, in just an instant, that she's just going to do this crazy dive, and she jumps over backwards into some shallow water and severs her spine. In that instant, her life changed. I watched an interview on her last night, and she said that in that instant, she, she couldn't move. She couldn't breathe. And she was just praying, Lord, touch my sister to pull me out. Unbeknownst to her, her sister was on the other side of the boat with her toes in the water. Time going by, water filling up. Man, life just seemed to be passing her by. But just so happens, a crab bit her sister's toe. And she slung it off and she went to turn to her sister and say, look out, the crabs are biting. And she saw her sister face down in the water. She pulled her sister out and saved her life. But what happened was she became a quadriplegic from that day forward. There was a lot of challenges in this young lady's life. A lot of unanswered things. Why? What happened? What's going on? How could this be? My, my life, I, I had it on track. This is what's going on. I'm a believer in Christ. I, I, I know the Lord. This is what's happening, you know? And even in the interview, she was talking about she had gave her life to the Lord early on, but she still wasn't submitting all the way to her life. And she was reaching out to God when she was getting ready to head out to college. Lord, I just want to do this thing right. See, sometimes we can be trying to do all the things right and life just happens. And it's tough. But how we deal with it makes all the difference. So with that being said, I want to share a little bit and give you a little backstory on this young lady. Now, she's about 68 years old now. And God has been using her mightily. Her name is Johnny Tata. And here's a picture of her. She's an artist. She draws all these amazing pictures with a pencil, with a pencil and, a, and a painting stick in her mouth. She said yes when everything else was telling her to just say no, lay down. She said yes to God. That she would still be used. Look at some of the things that this lady has accomplished over her life. She's a Christian author. She's a radio host. She founded a, a uh, uh, foundation for those that are going through disability and things like that. And so things, it seems like she's kind of found her niche in the midst of that. Met a, a young, young guy, just loved her to pieces, been married for over 32 years. There's been some challenges. They, they actually talked to her husband and said, well, what do you think the biggest thing was? What about it? He said, I'm just going to be very honest with you. He said, I love my wife, but I'm going to tell you what. I was very naive of what I was getting into. And shortly into their relationship where she had double pneumonia, he found out 
with better for worse, man. It meant nine days straight in the hospital, lifting her up every 15 minutes and tapping her on the back. Sticking to the stuff when things weren't just like you signed up for. But through all those things, God continues to use that lady and their marriage. And they're getting ready to write a book together about some of the things that they've walked through. So that's a pretty big story. Couple that with stage three breast cancer that she went through. At some point, you got to be saying, I don't want to play anymore. I, I, I've had enough. And I'm sure there's days that they had that. But through a deeply rooted relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, she kept saying, yes, Lord, use me. Let's jump into our message today. Today, it's called the yes factor. And I like to kind of unpack my, my title a little bit by defining it with God's word. If you got a word, copy of God's word today or a smartphone or a tablet, you can look at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I'm going to share it with you on the screen today. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Now, I wanted to tell you the front story before I share this. That's got a whole different meaning to it now, doesn't it? When you go through some of these things that, that, that right here, our church family's gone through, maybe somebody watching is in the midst of that situation now. Don't leave out the yes factor. Don't leave out what God can do. And look at these things here. It's the first step. What is your yes today? Is it, yes, Lord, I need you as my Lord and Savior? We come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ so we can start walking in the promises and the wisdom and, and the health and the, and the understanding and the, and the peace of God's promises? Or is there different things that we need to alternate in our life, maybe step back? But what is it that we need to say yes to God in today? And as we go through here, I'm going to kind of break out the word of God and also take that yes and break it out with three points. My points today are going to be yield yourself Examine yourself and surrender yourself. How many people ready to hear a word from the Lord today? Let's do it. Let's do it. Amen. So this is what we start to see. Our why is going to be for yield yourself. Let's start with that. Yield ourselves to the will of God. Going back to our scripture, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. When we yield our life to Christ, it means that we're going to pump the brakes on our, our life. You say, what do you mean? That doesn't mean you just give up this and that and everything. But what it means is that we yield, we, we slow down, and we consider what God says is right for us. We start to align our life with the word of God, not just in talking, but in doing, in acts and everything else, and allow that to start penetrating our heart because then it will surely start working in our lives. Look at this. We start moving away from our selfish desires and align our, our life with God and walk things out. Why do we do that? Man, because you know what? We want to lean not on our own understanding, but keep moving on to the things of God. There's things when we're going through, many of our church family are going through, many of us sitting here, everybody has been through something. I never minimize that. I pray today that this message brings comfort in the midst of what we're dealing with, or maybe something in the past that maybe God can take today through the message as we yield our life to him and our hearts to him, and he can begin that healing process. Here's something else the Lord just laid on my heart. Maybe he's been working that healing process, but maybe just the last couple of days, something's just come into your life to try to tear those scabs off. 
man, today, I pray through the message, God will continue to finish the healing process as we trust him. So look at this. I got a couple questions for you. Do we yield our thoughts? Man, when we focus our mind on something, this is amazing. I want to say a piece of equipment. But this is an amazing thing that God has equipped us with, our minds. I mean, I tell you what. Sometimes you feel like, for me, it's like, like a peanut, but it's amazing. You know what? You don't have to tell your body, don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to keep that heart beating. I'm getting ready to go to sleep. God has it all hard, hardwired into us. Isn't it amazing? I, I think about things like this when I think about how amazing God is in, in our bodies and things like that. And, and as we grow older, sometimes there's certain situations. Um, our body seems to let us down, but God will never let you down. I want you to hear that. But I want us to renew our mind each day. Look at this. I said, so why don't we start here? Because the battlefield is the mind. The devil will start whispering in your ear to get your thinking stinking. Amen? I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Let's look through the Bible. Look at this. It says, trust in the Lord. The enemy wants us to doubt him just a little bit. I said, you see it back in the garden. Look at this. This is out of Genesis 3, um, verse 2. It says, the woman answered the serpent. We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God has said, you must not eat or touch it, or you will surely die. Here it comes. Ready? Look out. And what's the serpent say? You will surely not die, the serpent told her. Casting the seed of doubt in her mind. How many know that the enemy still works the same deal? Would have, should have, could have. That's not from God. God's not turning around and just beating you down. He's trying to lift you up. You guys know this scripture better than I do. I love it in Romans chapter 8. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I run to that scripture. I cling to that scripture. I'm in Christ. Are you in Christ? Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Because that's what we have. Therefore, there's no condemnation. That doesn't mean we don't have any trouble. That doesn't mean that God doesn't correct us, but he doesn't beat us and badger us. He woos us back to himself through the power of the Holy Spirit. And think about that. Over and over, we start buying the lie. That's what she did. She bought that little bit of doubt. And then what do we do? We get our eyes focused on that thing, right? Do we yield our actions one of the things I, I, I've said many times, and I believe it's so true, I said sin doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drum. It comes in at a drop at a time. You know? I've said this many times, and you guys know it too. You, you've seen it as parents. You've seen it as just uh, God's children. And, and somebody might say, what were you thinking? You know, we've been saying that a lot. What were you thinking? And the answer usually is, I wasn't. But we've got to protect our minds and renew our minds with the word of God. It's a daily choice. It's a daily thing. It's the yes factor. Yes, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Yes, I'm going to believe your word over anything else. I'm not sitting here telling you that I got it all down. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to continue to press in each day and yield my life to the Lord. Because look at this. What happens next? Let's talk about some more in the Bible. Matthew chapter 4. How did Jesus deal with this? Y'all remember when he was hungry and tired after 40 days out in the desert? Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Guess what? If Jesus was tempted by the devil, I guess me and you might just get the same thing, right? But Jesus shows us how to overcome that. Look at this. And when he fasted 40 days and 40 nights after he was hungry. See, the devil's going to hit you on your weak side. He don't come over there where you're strong. 
He's going to find that little spot. He's going to find that little chink in the armor. Then he's going to put the pressure on, right? Don't be depressed. It's going to be good because we got the answer. Amen. And he says, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus turns around and says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He used the word of God, Jesus did, to state his case. He didn't argue with him. He didn't. He said, no, this is what it says. How many times have you been on that fence to make a decision? And the devil said, oh, that's all right. What's that old movie? Y'all see one, one got, a, got an angel on one side, a devil on one side? <laughs> you ever felt like that? Oh, no, you, yeah, go, you know, you're right on that fence. And then you find out the devil owns the fence anyway, and here we are playing, you know, toesy, footsy stuff in there. When we ought to just say, nope, you know what? That's not the best for me. That's not the best for me. You know, uh, Pastor Becky was here a few weeks ago, and she said something. She came to a point in her life, this is what she strives to do. She tells her friends, her family, whatever. If God don't want to see it, if God don't want to hear it, if God don't want to be around it, don't bring it in my house. Woo! She shut the door on the devil. She's like, if you wouldn't talk to God about it, if you wouldn't tell it to your mama, anything, I don't want to, I don't want to know about it. Now, she's not being a, putting her head in the sand and being blind to it, but she's not opening her life up to some of the junk that we hear now, right? That produces, I'm going to say it again, stinking thinking. We need to watch our minds and, and, and watch our hearts and continue to use the word of God for what it is, that sword. Again, what did Jesus do? He didn't go back and forth. Well, you know, maybe this. He says, no, that's not what the word said. Did you notice how close that Satan used the word of God? But he just twisted it just a little bit. Just a little bit, you know, just a little bit. Let's go back here. And when the tempter came to him, if you are the son of God, if. Lord, showed me one time I was praying about something. I was saying, and I said, if. Immediately in my prayer came back to me, I fail. See, when I start believing the if, I fail. I've never forgot that. When I start ifing, and maybe in, and this and this, I fail to believe God's word on it. Man, today, let's grab hold of that. Because guess what happens next? It starts producing the actions. Once you get it on the tape, and it starts running, and then you're thinking about it, and then you're talking about it, guess what? Your feet will follow, and it'll take you on a path that you don't want to go down, because it'll keep you longer than you want to stay. Amen? Make you pay more than you got. Everybody doing good? So let me ask you a little question here. What is the Lord speaking to you specifically about today? Teaching and preaching today. How is this coming into focus? What is it that we need to yield ourselves to today? Got to make it personal, right? Got to make it personal. It might be different for him or her or her and him, for me and you. But I'm going to tell you, I guarantee you, there's a spot in our life, I'm going to speak for me, that needs a little bit of refocusing. Aren't you glad that God doesn't come out and just beat you down in the ground. But God turns around and shows you, this is not the best for you. We need to yield our life to the Lord. We need to speak the word of God. We need to lean not on our own understanding, amen? And this is what I see over and over again. Because once 
We start thinking it, then we start speaking it, our feet are going to follow. And we don't need that, right? We want to keep our head and our heart in the, in, the, in the game. It's all about the daily walk. Everybody doing good? Boom. So guess what? This is not real comfortable, is it? Because we have to look at ourselves. I was thinking about that. When I was finishing this up last night, I was going, hmm. Things start churning in my heart. Things start, I started looking in the mirror of God's word. And I'm going to say this too. Just because you look good on the outside don't mean everything's going good on the inside. Somebody, that's a good place to say amen right there. Because, boy, we could put that face on Sunday. Woo, man. Hey, y'all know who I am. Blessed. I'm good. I'm everything else. I'm struggling. How about that? How about, man, I'll tell you what, you know. And here's something, you know, when a lot of times we pray on the end. We don't need to need, know all the dirty laundry, the names, dates, this, that, and everything else. And he said, she said, you know what? Hey, brother, you know what? Got a few things going on in the home front. If you can just keep my family lifted up, I appreciate it. I always say this. If you got family, you need prayer, amen? And if I'm in your family, you know you need some prayer, right? <laughs> that wasn't funny. Well, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's take a look at God's word. Lamentations 3.40 says, look, let us examine and test our ways and turn back to the Lord. I said, when we look at the word of God, then we look at our life. How do we compare? Now, beating you up, I'm lifting you up. I want us to always look back to that because I want us to come to the full potential that Christ has for each of us. Man, but we can't do it apart from God. We can't do it on our own. But let me tell you the good news. Share a little story with you. Just been working out, doing this thing. He's not here, so I'm going to talk about him anyway. I talk about him he's here anyway. That's my boy. That's, you, that's, you just have to go with it. He works very hard. He's been working out. He's getting ready to compete in one of these uh, uh, fitness workout things here. He's been working for over a year. And at Christmas time, I said, man, this guy's working. He's working. He's, working. He's going to the gym seven days a week. Now, I don't know a whole lot of things, but I'm thinking, that ain't good for your body. It ain't good for my body. <laughs> But anyway, he's, he's into, he's doing, he's reading up and everything. I said, you know, I said, I think, we, I think we need to talk to somebody that knows what's going on. So I prayed about it, and I prayed about it. Because I don't know anything about the gym stuff. I just know we don't want to get into steroids. We don't want to get into stuff like that. I just, I want it safe for my boy. But he's got a desire to do this. And man, when that cat sets his mind to something, you better hold on. There is no gray. Black, white, Jesse. Boom, right down the middle. So here he goes. So I called around, I talked to some of my buddies, and said, man, we know this guy. We know this guy named uh, Kevin Parrott. He's been in the business a long time. Good Christian brother. I said, I'm going to call him. Jesse looked the number up, and I called him. Now, this is what's kind of amazing. We were talking about it the other day. He never answers his phone when he's training people. Never. I've been there. We've been there for six, eight months now. He don't answer that phone. That day, he answered the phone. I said, hey, uh, my name's Buddy. I said, I, I want to ask you something. He said, yeah, go ahead. I said, can you give me and my son 15 minutes of your time? He said, absolutely, but not today. He said, can you come Thursday? I'm going to eat my lunch, and I'll talk to you. I said, all right. I came down, talked to him. I said, this is what my guy's into. This is what's going on. What can you tell me? He said, yeah, he's doing good and this and everything else. He said, boy, you're working out too much. You've got to have your body. You've got to have time to repair. I mean, it's all going to fit together. Sometimes we need to rest in the Lord and have that repair time. He says, you know what? We got this thing coming up and everything else. He never tried to sell me something. He never tried to do anything, anything else. So finally, I said, what would you do if we partnered up with you? He said, well, I'd work on his diet, do this. And he eats good anyway. I thought he was eating good. He went from 14.5% body fat to 6. I got that in my thumb. I ain't kidding. I got that in my thumb. Good thing he's not here. He'd be going, Dad, don't know. 
And then we started talking about the Lord. And I said, what about all this steroid stuff? He said, that ain't going to happen here. You know what I didn't realize? Before you do one of those competitions, you got to take a uh, blood test and all that. Okay, I understand that. Did you know you got to take a lie detector test? Do you know if you come up dirty on that, you cannot compete for seven years? You're done. You are done. I said, I like the sound of this. We're on the straight and narrow. And then he starts talking about the Lord to my boy. Come on now. I said, this is the guy. The Lord has set this up. Last week, we go on a train, getting down to the wire. Just got to do this. And there's so much more to anything you, you do, don't you know? You think, oh, you just lift some weights and do this. It, 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 that ain't the case. It's a strict diet. It's a sleep. It's a this. And it's all this stuff right there. But if you want it, you got to be in the game. You got to examine yourself. You need to be looking at the finish line. You need to be looking past that. And so he's got to walk out here. He's got to do this and everything else. And Kevin said, Jesse, 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 I want you to stop for a second. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to just listen to me. I want you to think about what I'm saying. He said, you got a helper, son. You got the Holy Spirit in your life. He said, before you do anything, he said, son, I want you to pray. I want you to think about what you're doing and I wanted you to do it for the glory of God. Come on, man. Who's doing that in business? Who's doing that in business anymore? I was so thankful because, see, I thought it was all about just his physical health, but God sent a man into my life, in Jesse's life, that is speaking into his life. That's what every mom and dad wants, right? I'm so grateful. Hey, I'm sure he's got shortcomings and different things just like anybody else. I'm not lifting him up. I'm just lifting the Lord up, and God used the man when I pray to the Lord. When my son gets into this stuff, I want him to be safe. When Thomas was doing the music business, I was like, man, I know what the music business is like. Lord, I know what the music business is like. I want him to play and everything. And I just kept praying and praying and praying. You can play a lot of places out there that are not good places to play. But thank the Lord, God had just worked it in Thomas's heart. And him and his boys are getting ready to go back in the studio and do another Christian CD. I'm thankful for that. Now, look, I don't want to get wrapped around a wheel on my sons, and I love them to pieces. And they missed the mark, too, because... Dear old dad, Mrs. DeMarc, I just wanted to tell you this. God answers prayers. God answers prayers. That, that, that is our greatest, just like we were reading and, and, and talking about in the song today, history, the greatest jewel. Man, when you're kids, that's amazing. You want the best for them. And you do the best for them. But you know what? We need to examine our ways. And what do we examine up? We go back and look at the word of God. And when we're off course, we come back to the Lord. When we get off the diet, we need to come back to the script. When we, it works in everything. Isn't it amazing? People take God's word and they use it in all facets of life. And they, then they want to take credit for it. But I'm going to tell you what. God's principles are perfect. Stick to the script. Speak his word. Keep on rolling. Look what else it says about examining ourselves. Look at this, James 1, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. And let's talk. Let's camp there for a little bit. You're only fooling yourself. I'll give you another one on the boys. Since I had them up here, let me level them out a little bit. Let me level them out a little bit. See, I don't play many video games, but the boys love to play video games. And I don't think I would ever win anyway because my boys over the years, I found out later, they'll stack the deck on you. What does that mean? Somehow I got a car with like a, a four-cylinder, and they got this supercharged car. I'm never going to win. You see, they'll, they'll change the stats. They'll reboot the system if dad starts winning sometimes, right? 
See, the enemy wants to try to, yeah, 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 pray for them boys, right? Yeah, but we do that in life, don't we? We go, ah, oh, this is not looking good. I'm going to jump over here. Or we're going to blame somebody else or whatever. Oh, it must be, it must be a hiccup in the, in the computer. My 360 is messed up or whatever we got this week. I know they got something new now. But you know what we do? We try to do that. But see, sometimes in life, we just need to unplug. You ever hear anything about that? We need to just step back. I heard a good sermon on that one time. We need to step back on things, right? We need to pause. And that's what I'm talking about here. We need to turn around and look and, and listen to the God's word. But look at this. We need to make the adjustments. Man, I'm going to tell you, I know that this is not a comfortable message, but it's a necessary message. If it ain't for anybody else, it's for me. How about that? Is it for anybody else? Amen. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Look at this. Step up to your potential in Christ. Woo. Man, I'm going to tell you what. When I think about our church family, I just get amazed with the background and the wisdom and how God has just brought folks together. It is absolutely amazing. So are we saying yes when God calls or are we just putting it away? I was thinking the other day, you know, when I'm riding along and I'm driving, the Lord is very protective of me because I'm thinking about stuff, man. You ever went through a light and you say, was that red or green? You better make sure you're pumping the brakes because I'm not thinking it's red or green. I'm just driving because I'm praying. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about what are they? Yeah. And I'm thinking about stuff. I wasn't the only one. I saw some people go, that's me too. Be safe. But you get out there, and, and it's graduation time, and we're dealing with a lot of different parents and a lot of different things and a lot of different people. And you're meeting folks, and you're hearing about this, and you're hearing all the great things the kids are doing. And, man, I, I love it. I love to hear when young people are doing good. I love to hear when seniors are doing good. I like a good report. How about you guys? But do you ever start considering you hear all these things, and they never mention where God's at in the equation? Never. And I go, wow, that's sad, man. What foundation are we giving our kids to set them up to become their full potential in Christ? Are we laying that foundation? Are we saying, hey, you know what? Start your day with God, spend your day with God, end your day with God. That doesn't mean you walk around just praying and, and not seeing what's going on. That we're in an attitude of prayer. We're in an attitude of seeking the Lord and examine ourselves. And when we don't measure up, which we usually don't, make the adjustment. But you measure up in Christ. That's why I said, step up to your potential in Christ. We talked about this a, a couple of weeks ago about the most unlikely, right? How many people feel like they're the most unlikely in certain situations to, to, to rise above? I mean, you know, you think about that. How many people, let me, let me just ask this. When you started your job, when you started your job, some may be, I'm just kind of curious. When you started your job, even if you retired a long time ago, were you qualified for your job? Somebody give me a hand. I got, give, give, give me a couple of hands. Yeah. We weren't. We weren't. We weren't. Sometimes I still like, I feel like at work, I'm still not qualified. But I learned a few things right along the way. Now, listen to that. It took time, didn't it? It took time to go back and study and learn. Anybody make mistakes along the way? Still make a few. Yes. Amen. All right. For y'all that don't, we'll pray for you. All right. <laughs> but think about that. Now I want to tell you the good news. That's how life is as we're learning in our Bible study the lower story where we're at. But through the greater story with God, you're qualified in Christ. Amen. 
While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We're qualified by the blood of Christ because of what he did. He sets us in the family. We put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Somebody say hallelujah. That's what God did for you. We are no longer under condemnation, man. When you want to examine yourself, look at this. When the devil comes along and says, well, let me tell you who I am in Christ. I'm not doing everything perfect, but Jesus did, and I'm trying my best to walk in that. But I'm not by myself, just like Mr. Kevin tells us. Jesse, you got somebody in you. His name is the Holy Spirit. Let the Lord work in his life. What does Jesus say? Hey, it's good for you that I'm going away because there's going to be another one to help you, just like me. It's not a force field. He's a person, and his name is Holy Spirit. We're going to start getting, digging in more of that. So I pray as we go through these things here, we look over and over and over and say, man, Lord, can you use me in a situation? You say, well, I'm not qualified. Let's go back to our story we started off with, with that young lady. Johnny, that's kind of cool, J-O-N-I. I bet you she felt like she was pretty much not qualified to write a children's book or to paint masterpieces like that. Years ago, I had the opportunity to, to, to preach and do some music over at the Naval Weapons Station. It's a beautiful place over there, and, and uh, they would have us come back and forth, back and forth. And one of the times over there, they presented me this really nice present, this really nice picture. And it is a drawing drawing of that chapel. It's all etched out and nice thing and they presented it to me and said, man, thanks for coming out. I said, man, it's a blessing. There's a man that's a quadriplegic that drew that with his pencil and his teeth. I got it in my music room. I think about that every time I go up there. When I feel like, man, I just can't do it. Man, look, man, the deck, the, the deck is stacked against me. You got to put the yes factor in there. Yes, Lord, you know what? In my own strength, but I can't do it, but you'll make a way. Because I've seen you do it through your children. And you're no respecter of a, of a person. You will work all things together for the good. Lord, help me trust you better. So let me yield myself to you, Lord. Help me examine myself before you with the word of God. Everybody doing good? We're going to roll on into this. Surrender ourselves. Let's talk about that a little bit. Give yourself fully to God. This has been working on my brain for two months. We all have choices, don't we? All have choices. Well, you got a choice. You got a choice. We got a choice. You got a choice. Free will. But then you got to make a decision. There's a difference. You got a choice. Not trying to play on words. Everybody's got a choice. But will you make a decision? I've made a lot of Good, good choices. I made a lot of good, good decisions. But I failed to manage my decision every day. Which made things really tough on me. You hear what I'm saying? You got a choice. You have options. You make a decision. But you have to manage that decision every day. I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to drink that. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say that because it's every day. See, what I want you to see, that life is on the daily. Our salvation is secured. Our growing in Christ is daily. Amen? All the time, we need to be surrendering ourselves to God. How about this? We can stop striving and start abiding. What do you mean by that? Lean into the Lord and walk in harmony with what God's got going on. 
We strive, oh, I'm doing this. I'm trying to do, anybody get busy? I had some busy days here lately. It was busy. It was busy, and I had to kind of do a little reset. I was like, there's not enough days in the week. There's not enough hours in the night. What's going on here? And I was just like, well, you know what? I think I'm getting myself a little out of kilter here. I need to surrender my time to God. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, every time I stop back up, it's not like all the things go away. They're still there. But God has a way when I'm seeking him and abiding in him that he starts, it's like he multiplies time. It's amazing. How many people got a to-do list? Got a to-do list? How many people got their to-do list and their wife give them another list to go with it? I'm feeling kind of lonely, guys. Come on, help me out. Michael, thank you. Praise God. Yeah. I'm buying lunch next time we go out, Mike. I was out there all by myself there for a minute. I'm just teasing. But listen to this. What happens, listen to this real close. What happens if you made a not-to-do list? What? Hear me through. I'm not going to take so much time in this thing that's using my life up here. I'm not going to spend three hours on the computer. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go here. I'm not going to eat that. I'm, you see what I'm saying? So the to-do list is a great thing. I need structure, man. I need help on those things, right? But I'm going to tell you what. I'm here to tell you today, the not-to-do list is just as important. How many people can say this word, you know? No. No. I'm preaching to me now. No. Just because somebody tells you no does not mean they don't love you. Just because somebody tells you no and they can't do something. The, the, the clock's in there. The, the, the commitment's in there. So you know what? Ask the Lord about that. Abide in him. How about this one? Be still and know. If the waves of the world are so loud and your radio's cranked up, just saying. All these things going on. How many people when you come home you like to have the TV going? You ain't watching it. You got it on anyway, right? Some do, some don't. Now, my mom, I can go over there, and if I don't tell her to turn the TV on, she ain't got nothing on. I go, Mom, why ain't you got the TV on? She says, ain't nothing on there I need to know about. <laughs> probably, probably right. Now, if the Redskins on, it's all over. That thing, boy, she will be ready up there, cranking it. But she's just as happy sitting there with her dog, Susie, hanging out, looking at old pictures. I do got to tell I probably told you this before, but I got to tell it. Mom, what you doing? I'm looking through some pictures. Been looking through some pictures all day. I said, you see any good ones of me? She said, no, not yet. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I love you, Mama. That's nice. Yeah. She's so funny, man. I just love it, man. 89 years old. I went to get her breakfast the other day. And uh, when I went into the place, Donovan was there. He said, are you getting the same thing for your mama? I said, yeah, I want to get the thing from my mom. And, he, and, and you know, everybody get, quotes a little bit of the Bible sometimes, and then they put their own spin on it. He said, you know what they say, don't you, baby? He's looking. He said, man cannot live by bread alone. Got to have bacon and eggs, too. <laughs> I said, yeah, that sounds good to me. Bring it on. But we have fun. You don't have to be a Christian to be like this. Oh, I can't do this. Man, open up your life to the things of God and abide in him, and then slow down and just listen. Man. I hear God the best when I'm taking a shower and when I used to cut my grass. So now I gotta take twice as many showers because I don't, I, don't, I don't cut the grass, I need to listen to the Lord more. But I'm gonna tell you what, when we just listen, 
You ever see somebody just out there cutting their grass and they just thinking, talking about the Lord, thinking riding around, whatever it is, doing stuff like that? I like going for walks. I go for walks, go for walks, go for walks, and go down the road. And Denise said, where are you going? I said, I'm going from here to the firehouse. She said, that don't take an hour and a half. It does if you talk to everybody. It does. It does. Because they must know my heart rate's getting up. And they go, hey, what's going on? I go, hey, man, what's going on? How you doing? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay, walk down. Hey, how you doing? That's good, good, good. Got to tell you another story. And I know we're, uh, I'm watching the clock, I promise. This is a cool story. This is a great story. Anybody like a good, good old story? Gotcha. I went down on my walk the other day. And a man came up down with Creek Road and had, had a leash around his neck. Looking everywhere. I said, uh, can I help you? He said, did you see a big white lab? I said, no. He said, my dog's gone. My dog never runs away. I said, my does all the time. He said, will they come back? I said, mine does. But I'm thinking, you live on Wither Creek Road. It might not be the same way <laughs> they left. But anyway, I said, hey, hey your dog's going to come back. He says, I don't understand. My dog never leaves the front yard. He comes out front. He never leaves. I mean, this guy's panicking. I said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to the firehouse. If I see him, I'll... I live right there. So I'm walking. I don't see no dog. I don't see, no, I don't see the man. I don't see anything. I told Denise, I said, this guy's lost. Oh, Denise, lost dog. Oh, that dog's lost. I could have told her I'd twist my ankle. She said, well, you'll be all right. Oh, that dog. <laughs> she loves animals, man. I need to grow more hair. I said, yeah. Just... <laughs> but my family loves animals, man. We love them. And so anyway, I go back. Next week, I go for my walk, and I'm thinking, I wonder if that guy found his dog. So his wife's out front. She's weeding and stuff, and I want to scare her. She got her earphones. I said, excuse me, excuse me. I said, ma'am, my name's Buddy Chapman. I said, did y'all find your dog? She said, honey, let me tell you about that story. That's how my walk got longer. She said, it's actually our daughter's dog. And we were watching the dog, and my husband went in here, and he went poor husband was getting beat up on this one. He went over here and he did this and he left the gate open and all that. So the dog got out in the front yard. I said, oh, okay. She said, about that time, a lady that lives around the corner rode by and said, what is my dog doing out in that front yard? She pulled up and said, get in that car. That dog said, okay. <laughs> dog, she said, my dog loves to ride. She's up there. So she leaves. <laughs> Guess what? Get in that house, open the door. <laughs> he went in the other dog and said, who's this? <laughs> She got the wrong dog. She said, I just sold a dog to Lace she, she said, oh my gosh. So she went back to the guy's house, right? Went back to the guy's house. Went, well, she went back where the dog was. She didn't know it was his dog. Knocking on the door. He ain't there because guess what? He's looking everywhere for the dog. So, oh my goodness. So she takes the dog back home again. And so here's the good thing with social media. She puts him on Instagram. We've got a picture of the dog. He's like, Ooh. he's living large. He got a car ride. They're feeding him all types of nabs and things like that. He's like, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Right? Come back. And some girls were coming down from the snow cone place down there, whatever it's called, on, on with Creek, driving along. And they see this guy looking under bushes, everything else. You know, what is that guy doing? And the, and the girls on the phone went, ding. Does anybody know whose dog this is? I'm thinking it might be his. So they pulled around and go, sir. Uh, she, he said, I lost my dog. Said, Does he look like this? He goes, that's my dog. He said, well, follow us. So the lady said, I'm so sorry. I stole the dog. <laughs> that's a good story, man. You can't even make that up. Can you imagine when you got home? I mean, look, do you know what your dog looks like? <laughs> if I got home and I brought a four-legged dog home, 
and I got a three-legged dog. What? How that? Praise the Lord! <laughs> Look what we got, Bob. We got Sasha grew a leg. That'd be good. Yeah, be awesome, wouldn't it? We've been praying for that leg. Yeah. Somebody be going. Have you seen our dog? What does it look like? Yeah, you know. It's it's just crazy. Those things are crazy. Be still and know that that's your dog. Amen. How <laughs> tired it is. That's good stuff. Oh, man, that's amazing. But, you know, a good story, isn't it good? But you know what? Things aren't the way they appear. We just assume. We just think it's got to be that way. See, she was already locked up in what she thought, grabbed the dog, pulled up in the man's yard, grabbed his dog out of his yard, yelled at the dog, took him home, and her dog's going, what? Did she bring the right one back? I don't know. Hey, I just thought about that. You took it back. No, you got my dog now. We're even. That's what you did. We're even. We'll call it even. Don't call the police. <laughs> but we need to seek the Lord. I'm going to bring it back home. We need to seek the Lord and surrender our life. Because in those moments, I got a funny feeling that lady was probably having a busy day. I got a funny feeling that that lady was, was working on yesterday's story. That dog's out again. Can you believe that dog is out again? I need to go get that dog. What are you doing here? You could have got hit. You could have done this. And the dog's going... I just, I'm just going for a ride, right? <laughs> so we need to seek God in all those things, man. We need to continue to chase after him. Look at this. I love this verse. Me and Angela share it about every time we preach, it's just something that's in our hearts. And this is when I went and, and studied more on that young lady, uh, Johnny. This is one of her verses that she held to. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I got a funny feeling she did some real seeking. I want to submit to you today that we don't need to have something crazy like that happen in our life to seek the Lord. But if we do, he's still the same God yesterday and today and forever. Let's bring it on home. I want to talk about this a little bit here. We walk through this when we say yes. Next time you hear the word yes, I hope you think about these three things. Are we yielding our life to Christ? Are we examining our life up against the backdrop of the Lord Jesus and the, and the Word? And are we surrendered to the things of God? I want you guys, can, can y'all see that? I hope you can see it. Can we read that together? One, two, three, let's read. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own, your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He direct your path. Amen. Man, I don't think we could do any better than that. Let's go ahead and pray. Because I want to tell you today, I believe God is doing something in the hearts of his people. I believe that folks are listening here today. Man, don't forget the yes factor. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father God, we thank you that in the midst of the storm, you can still make a way. When we don't understand what's going on, when our heart's broken, when, when we feel poured out, when we feel just... Sometimes we just feel empty. Sometimes we just feel robbed. But Father, fill us today with your promises. Fill us today with the word of God. Lord, help us to abide in you. Lord, help us to, to, to continue to just on the daily seek your face, Lord. Help our words to be your words. If there's someone here today that's never said yes to you, yes to the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ, realizing that we have to come face to face and realize that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, to realize that each one of us need a Savior, and the good news is there's one Savior, and His name is Jesus Christ. Today, friends, you don't have to hope so. You can know so. When you call upon the name of Jesus, the finished work of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection, 
He is the one. He is the perfect sacrifice. He is the one that came and paid your sin debt in full, but you got to receive him by faith. So today, I pray as you're listening, ask the Lord to forgive you of your sin. Ask the Lord to come into your life and believe on the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen. Friends, I hope you enjoyed the message today. We laugh a little, we have a little fun, but ultimately we want to glorify God and point people to Jesus. Share the message. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Amen.